Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, there's one thing I like about, I'll just get right into it. The thing I like about podcasting the best is that it's real. It's not fake. It's not mainstream media glossed over. There's mistakes. People flub, say too many ums, ahs, whatever. They tell real stories, real events. I've been listening to this podcast, so I asked the host to come on, Scott, from the What Was That Like podcast, because his concept is brilliant, and I love it, and he really follows through on it. A lot of guys may start something like that, but they never follow through, but Scott has. He's got interviews with people that have been hit by lightning or drove the Wienermobile, but most of it's crazy things that people survived, you know, things that never happened to anybody. Maybe something they saw and and it's affected them. And I think that's why I like it, because he doesn't rush them. He lets them tell their story. And their stories are quite fascinating. I personally think that Scott's podcast is best listened to in the middle of the night when there's nothing around, nothing going on. And you're driving that truck across Nebraska or Wyoming. And there's a town for hundreds of miles. There's no lights. And you could really get into it. But some of the stories, I'm going to tell you right now, some of the stories, you might have to stop because you're going to have to shed a tear or you can't take it because they're pretty rough. Because you can feel the emotion in a lot of these people. You can feel their emotion just coming through. Yeah, so, but it's real stories, real people, real things, not Hollywood nonsense. So, I don't know. I, I had a chat with Scott. Here's the interview that, that's there. And, yeah, he's even got one with a driver who was stuck in the snow for a couple of days. I haven't listened to that one yet since I was just stuck not too long on myself. It hits a little too <laughs> close to home. But anyway, I'll get up to it eventually. But uh, check it out. All right, let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, today I get this exciting thing. Now, drivers, you know you're going across the country, and you want to hear real. You don't want to hear fake. You don't want to hear fake drama. I got a guy here, Scott, and he does this podcast. It was, what was that like? It's real stories from real people with real-life events. It's unscripted with this conversation. In fact, if you've had a crazy thing happen to you, maybe you should call Scott. Talk to him about it. You know, because most of the time you tell your crazy truck driving stories, nobody's going to believe you anyway. But this is, you know, something. So, Scott, what made you come up with the idea to do this podcast? Well, it's uh, it, it was like 
five years ago, I started thinking about this. I just noticed that when I listened to podcasts, I found that the ones that I really enjoyed the most are where someone is telling a story. And it was even better if it was an actual true story, you know, something that happened to them. And I really wanted to have more of that. I wanted to listen to more of those kind of stories. And I looked around and I couldn't find any other show, any other podcast that was doing that. At least not the way that I would want it, you know, to listen to. So I figured, okay, why not? I'll just do it myself. And so we put out the first episode in July of 2018. So we've been going almost five years now. And yeah, every episode is just a regular person. I have someone come on the show and they're not, um, you know, they're not scripted. They're just, these are just regular real life people. And, but they have a story of something that they went through that was extremely unusual. Like they survived a plane crash or they were attacked by a grizzly bear or they crashed a skydive or, you know, just really unusual stories like that. It's the kind of story that if you meet someone, like if you're out to dinner or you're at a party or something like that, and somebody happens to mention, hey, you know, there was one time I got bitten by a rattlesnake. Well, if somebody says that to me, I, I've got all kinds of questions. I want to know exactly, and that's the name of the show, what was that like? And and I just get people to come on and tell the details of, of what happened. Well, that that's what I like about it. I like the the rawness of it. I, I love the fact that it's real people telling real stories. You know, yeah. it, it just comes across as genuine. It doesn't sound, you know, it's not scripted. It's not, you know, there's no, you know, people going for laughs or 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 baked in drama. It's a real thing from a real person, and you could you could feel the the emotion from quite of these people, quite a few of these people, as it's coming across. And oh, yeah. they just feel like they're they're just like it's like you feel this burden just being lifted a little bit because if they go to tell their story to anybody else, it just sounds crazy. Right, right. And I'm here to listen to their story. And yeah, for a lot of these, it's it's probably the most traumatic thing that they've experienced in their life. And you're right. They, they do. I've had several guests who have told me it's kind of a sense of relief. Um, I had one, one guest, her name was Monica. And what happened to her was that she and her boyfriend went to bed one night and the next morning she woke up and he had passed away during the night and she discovered him dead. And she had to, you know, call 911 and try to revive him. And then she had to tell his two little kids cause they had just gotten married recently. And, um, it was when she, when she went through that whole thing, she said, this is really the first time I've ever told the story to another person in detail from start to finish. And she felt so relieved that she didn't have to try to continually remember or keep all those details in her head because, you know, over time you forget little things, you know? And, um, she said, now it's out there, it's recorded. I have it. And, um, and it's just like a, like what you said, a big burden that she felt uh, was lifted. Oh yeah. Cause, uh, something like that, how do you, unless you've actually met somebody that's gone through something like that, which doesn't happen that often, you know, how do you, how do you share that or even, you know, with this, you can, it goes out, you can get it out. There's no judgment. 
And I think it's kind of cool. And I just, for me, it's it's not, there's too many nonsense scripted things. And with podcasts, it, it seems to me like, you know, if you want fake things, you know, go turn on the local media. You know, you want to, if you know, podcasts, let it keep it real. You know, but you hear stories like, if like if you were to hear this story on the news, it would be like 30 second clip, if even that. Exactly. And then it would gloss over it. But you're, you know, you're getting into it. You know, how does she feel? You know, mm-hmm. what was the, the secondary things? Like, you know, there's consequences. Like, she had to tell his kids. You know, how do you do... I mean, I, I mean, to go through that, it would be just torture. And that's what I tell people up front. You know, when, we're, when we initially start talking about having them on the show, you know, I explain to them, this is not, you know, like a 20-minute interview and it gets edited down for three minutes, you know, for the nightly news. This is a long-form conversation because um i don't want to know just the details of what happened but i want to know what what were you thinking what was going through your head as it was happening and um that's where that's what i find personally anyway really interesting you know the psychology behind it how you dealt with that like the the very first episode was a a young woman who accidentally killed someone and just there's so much to talk about there, you know, uh, the guilt and the PTSD that she was diagnosed with afterward because going through that and the financial devastation of having to hire a lawyer and, and, and possible criminal charges and explaining to her kids that mommy might have to go to prison and just, there's just so much to talk about there. And, um, that's what I really find interesting. Well, and I think it's great that, you know, like if you were to watch, you know, let's say you turn on, a, you know, some kind of TV show or something or radio show, you know, it's going to be a half an hour. You're going to get the drama in the first 15 minutes. You're going to get the, 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 the people working through it in the next, you know, five or 10 and then the last 10, they solve the problem. But this is a thing where there is no solving anything. It's just, they're getting this thing happened to them. There's nothing they can do about it. And they're just relieving themselves. And I like the fact that you don't rush people. Yeah, you let them tell their story on their time. Yeah, yeah, they have to get through it at their pace. And uh, and you're right. I mean, that this isn't this isn't a you know a, a half hour sitcom where everybody's happy and all the problems are solved at the end, because there's a lot of times there's still problems. This is real life that we're talking about. But I do try to put some kind of a positive spin on it anyway um you know either how they got through it and maybe other people listening that have gone through something similar might take some inspiration from that and how they can get through it as well um there's always there's always some kind of a a silver lining so to speak i had i had one guest who his he lost his uh 16 year old son due to an asthma attack and when he came on the show when the day we were recording, it had only happened about six weeks before that. And I was thinking, man, this is just, it's too fresh. Are you sure you want to do it this soon? And he did want to do it that soon. And even though, you know, two minutes into the conversation, he's crying, describing who his son was and, you know, and all that. But his son was an organ donor. And in his death, he had saved other people's lives. And this man wanted to 
get the story out there and raise awareness about organ donation. And so that was the positive part, even though it's a, I mean, I can't imagine the tragedy of losing a child, but if something good can come from it, that's, that's what he wanted to do. I like that. I mean, I mean, I don't like the fact that he lost his son, but the fact that he found, you know, he was able to latch onto something to get him through it. You know, I mean, he'll never, ever stop grieving, but at least he can grab onto some good out of it. And, you know, just that little bit that, you know, just anchor him through, you know, I think that's, you know, I think that's pretty amazing because I don't know how I would deal with something like that myself. Yeah. You know, and, and we should, you know, we should say not every story is dark and tragic like this. Every once in a while, I try to throw in something that's a little more lighthearted or I'll, I'll do an episode about someone who has a really unusual job. Like I interviewed a guy who was an, a modern day lighthouse keeper. That was pretty interesting. But there's some of them are, you know, they're nice. They're fun. Like, uh, like, um, there was a woman that went on, uh, the price is right and won the showcase. So we get to get all the, all the details behind the scenes, how that all worked and how she got on there and, and what happened. And, um, so, and people like that. I mean, everyone that my audience likes the really, the really raw emotion stories, but I like to mix it up every once in a while and they, and they seem to like that as well. Oh, I like that. Um, I haven't heard any of those yet. I'm still working through the list, but mm-hmm. you know, I I do like the hidden world aspect of it, like the guy in the lighthouse. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm going to go listen to it uh, mm-hmm. next week when I'm driving. But it's the fact that here's a job that nobody does anymore except for very few people, and this is a hidden world that exists all around us that we don't even know about. Yeah, and I like that. I like that kind of stuff. That's what I found way. fascinating about it. Yeah. Yeah, just I just think that's amazing because, you know, there are people that still do these. There are jobs that are disappearing, and lighthouse keepers are one because everything's being automated. Uh, lift bridges, same thing. Everything's being automated. Right. And you know, it, it's just, and and maybe even truck driving someday. You know, someday you'll, maybe you'll interview one of our drivers, and we'll talk about how we used to drive across the country, and we don't do that anymore. It could it could happen the way things are going. I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe in our lifetime, but it's definitely going to happen. I have had a couple of uh, trucking-related episodes, so you'll know when you get to those, I guess. Are, are they going to? Am I going to be able to drive after while I'm listening to them, or am I going <laughs> to want to pull over? Well, it. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh no! Because <laughs> I tell you, I, I see crazy things on the road all the time. Yeah, which is just mostly it's just bad driving, though. But people are crazy sometimes, and mm-hmm. I, and I don't know why. But I like the idea that maybe sometimes you know maybe some people will listen, and they'll suffer some of the things you've talked about and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I should reevaluate some of my decisions in life because it could lead to some place that I don't want to go to. Yeah. Well, you know that just happened. Um, my one of my really early episodes, like number four, number five, was uh, a man who donated his kidney to a stranger. And I just found that really fascinating. So he came on, he went, he talked about the whole process, how he got connected with this guy. And he actually was able to meet the guy, uh, afterward or maybe even before as well. But, uh, that was, I mean, that's been like four years ago now that I did that episode, 
but I just got a Facebook message and my, I have a Facebook group with all the listeners and, um, she posted in there and she said, you know, I just started, I just discovered your podcast recently and I just heard that episode about the kidney donation and it really, uh, it really hit me. So I'm going to donate my kidney and I don't know the person. I live in Texas. He's in New York, I think. Um, but, uh, but I'm going to do it. So, I mean, that's a really, that's a tangible thing right there that somebody, somebody's life is being affected just because that story got out there. And I love that. Oh, I think that's, you know, how did, how did you hear about the guy? How did you connect up with the guy with the kidney? I mean, it's such a, he is, um, he's local to me. I've never met him in person, but I'd have to look, I'd have to look at my records and see how we initially connected. But I'm in I'm in the Tampa Bay area on the over on the the uh, Pinellas County side. I'm in near Clearwater, and he's over in Tampa. He's a, an attorney actually over there, and uh, he said he w- I mean he works for a huge law firm, hundreds of people, and they have a big bulletin board. And somebody had put up on on the bulletin board that hey this guy needs a kidney, and you know a lot of people would see something like that and think wow I hope he gets a kidney, but this guy said you know I have two kidneys and why wouldn't I do this? You know, you're literally saving someone's life. And, um, and he just took it from there. So, um, it was a great story though. The guy was a lawyer. Yeah. Usually they're trying to take your kidneys from you. (laughs) I I haven't heard that business strategy from, uh, from a law firm, but, uh, I'm sure if there was money in it, they probably would somehow figure it out. That's pretty amazing. You know, it's, um, I don't know. That's pretty amazing. I mean, but you know, cause you don't hear about, you always hear about shortages. You don't hear about, um, you know, people doing things like that, you know, with, you know, being very, very giving like that in that way you hear about, um, you know, just, you know, just, you know, uh, donors and need and, you know, and, and how it's hard to match people up. And luckily they're, they, they matched up as kidney is there's like a big kidney, I mean, they have to match, right? It's a blood type. Or? Yeah, they have to do all kinds of testing ahead of time, and uh, yeah, because okay. it, it, it is difficult. And the sad thing is, most people that are in need of a kidney die without ever getting one, because there's a lot more people that need them as opposed to the people who are willing to donate. Yeah, I had a friend uh, a couple of years who died. He, uh, he was on dialysis for years and couldn't get a match, and so I know what you're saying, but the, you know, if you think about it though, this, the guy who got the donor, the donor, he really hit the lottery because not only did he find a, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the, the, or the recipient hit the lottery because he found a donor or the donor found him actually. Right. They matched, which is just unbelievable. You yeah. Know I mean, to, to, cause you know, of all the people, you know, they, they've, who knows how many people offered to do this? Probably not many. I mean, who knows what the number was, but I mean, to find a match, of of all the people, it was it was he probably hardly believed it when it happened. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? I'm sure it was a happy day for him. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like winning the lottery, or well, even better than winning the lottery. Right. Talk about a life changing situation, and all because somebody pinned it up on a bulletin board. Yeah. You know, one guy took the time to pin this up on a bulletin board, knowing that nothing would probably come of it, and he and the person who pinned it up literally changed the lives of two people. Mm-hmm. You know, the one guy 
who's now still alive and, you know, maybe could get off dialysis or, you know, you know, whatever. And then the guy who, you know, donated it knowing that, hey, I can literally save a life. You know, I mean, it literally changed two people's lives because somebody took a few seconds yeah. to pin up this thing in a bulletin board. It's just amazing. And that's you the know, kind of thing might... I like. It's a, it's just, it's an amazing story. That's what I try to do on every episode. See, that's what I like about your stuff. It's, it's like these, these one of a kind, you know, pure moments, you know, it's, it's, it's just these pure moments. That's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't know where it's going to go sometimes and you don't know how you're going to be. And you may be crying by the end of the episode. You don't know. Absolutely. Because you can feel it, you know, and I get the sense with a lot of, you know, from what I've heard so far that some of these people have never really told their full story so far. And so when they're getting into it and they're talking to the microphone and maybe they kind of forget that you're there sometimes because they're really getting into it and they're really just letting go mm-hmm. that they just, you just, you can feel this raw emotion coming through the mic. And then they've never fully went into it before that whatever it was they're going through. And this is the first time they've ever fully, fully did it because they felt maybe a little, I don't know, subconscious, you know, or, you know, they felt just, they weren't ready to tell it for one probably. And then they didn't know how to tell it. Right. You know, how do you tell some of the, some of the things that you, you got in your episodes? How do you tell that stuff in a normal conversation? How do you bring that up? Yeah. It's not going to come up in a normal, it it just won't happen. And, and even then, even if it does come up in normal conversation, not everyone can listen to a full story like that with their full attention and be empathetic. And, and that's everything that I try to do. You know, I, I don't, I try really hard not to interrupt people and I just want to, I just want them to tell their story. And that's what I appreciate so much about these people that come on, they really become vulnerable because I mean, I mean, half the time, I wouldn't say half, but in many of the episodes, the guest is crying while they tell the story at certain, at certain points. And you know, that's, they're really, they're really putting it all out there. And I think that's what people really like about, about listening to this podcast. Well, I think, you know, if you're a driver, you're in the middle of the night, you're cruising across, say North Dakota, Wyoming, someplace where there's middle of nowhere. And you're, and I'm listening to your podcast. I suspect there's a few, more than a few stories where I'm probably going to have to stop and take a few breaths before I can get back into it because the stories are so intense, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're listening to it at night, there's, there's, there's no distractions. There's nothing going on around you and you're really getting into it. And you know, maybe you can listen all the way through, but maybe you might have to, you might have to stop because it really is. It can be that intense. Because you can really just feel it. You know, these are not actors or actresses you got. These are real people. Yeah. And I think that's where the magic is. Yeah, I do. I do too. These are, these are not professional speakers. These people don't, you know, make a living telling stories and things like that. They just, they're only on my show because this one weird thing happened to them. And, uh, and I want to hear about it. Well, and the nice thing, you know, the, the thing I like though is that, um, or I should say appreciate, is the fact that you don't glorify it. You don't, you don't try to pump it up. You don't try to, 
you know, try to, you, you know, you just let them be themselves and do their thing, you know, and it's not, you know, you, it seems like when you're talking to the people, it's their story and you're just, you're just sitting there with a mic and you're recording their story and you're, you know, you prompt them here and there, but it's nothing major. It's just enough to let them know that, hey, there's a human being here and I'm listening and I'm here if you need me. That's what I get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I try to do. And in most cases, the when I'm when the guest and I are recording, we can see each other because we're doing it online. It's kind of like Zoom, but it's not really Zoom. Uh, and we can see each other, but I don't record any of the video. I only record the audio. And honestly, I think when they're telling something and you're hearing all the details, the theater of the mind is so powerful because you're painting a picture of what in your head of what they're talking about. And yeah, I can imagine, you know, if you're doing this, if you're listening to this while you, while you're driving, yeah, you might have to take a break just to gather oh, yourself, I, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Especially, you know, cause you know, you're in the, when you're in those dark type, you know, that would, you know, they have those, what those immersion chambers where you can get away from everything. And yeah, you know, it's kind of like that when you're in like North Dakota or, I mean, other than the deer that run across in front of you or something, but you know, it's like you can, you can just really get into it. There's no distractions. Cause a lot of this stuff, you know, the, the, the way that people are talking, you know, when people talk in real life and they're talking their real voice, it sucks you in because you can feel it, you know? Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's not, you know, like you listen to an audio drama or something, and if they were to audio dramatize the stories that you're telling, they would be very flat. They would they would have a very, you know, they would be slanted. They would change the story sure. to fit the time, or or to fit the mood that the the, the narr you know that the the host wants to put. That's not you. You are like I'm a human being. I want to hear what you got to say. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give you all the time in the world to do it. Let you know. And I'm here for you if mm -hmm. you need me. Yeah. And yeah, I can, that's, that's I can guarantee if, if people, I mean, I've got like 130 episodes that I've done now and they're all available for free for binging. Um, but I guarantee there's going to be stories in there that people would, I mean, if you look, just look, look down the, the, the list of titles of the episodes, I title them all the same way. Like Henry was attacked by an alligator um, Lauren was attacked by a monkey. Jamie found a stranger in her bedroom. Eric killed an intruder. You know, all of these things. You look down there and there's going to be stories in there that you look at it and say, okay, I got to hear that story. Well, the one I'm saving uh, for myself on my next trip out, because I'm not listening to them in order. Okay. I probably should. But the, the one I'm waiting for is that Robin drove the Wienermobile. <laughs> that's a fun one yeah because <laughs> uh, uh i live in wisconsin they have the the school up in madison i was thinking about mm -hmm. you know because i get a lot of miles i thought well maybe that would be kind of fun to drive I'd, i just love to be able to drive it pull up to the building and then tell my wife we're going out to lunch or something and have her come down and have the wienermobile right there <laughs> I, I just think that would be you know the look on her face would just be like what did you do now mm-hmm <laughs> You know, that's, you know, and that's, that's, that's a feel good story. If there ever was one, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. She's you know, fun. And that thing, and that thing's huge. Yeah. You know, for what it is. And I've seen that thing go down the highway. I'm mm -hmm. doing 70 and it passed me up. 
But I'm driving. I'm a uh, uh, funny story. I was driving with a Jamaican guy, and I said, uh, "Oh, there goes the Wienermobile, man!" And he's like, "What is Wienermobile?" <laughs> and I said, "It's you know the sausage because he grew. He doesn't know because he didn't grow up here." I tried to explain it. And I couldn't get it over, and I'm like, "Dude, uh, call your wife, man!" And he's like, "Because she was from here, and he's got kids." And he's like, "Well, why must I talk to my wife about what is Wiener?" And he thought I was saying something naughty, mm -hmm. and he was getting kind of mad. I never saw this guy get mad before. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So he calls her, and then he goes, oh, Kingfish, I am so sorry. I did not know what sausage on four-wheeled truck was. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's okay, man. It's I know it's in a weird American thing. It's definitely an American thing for sure, yeah. yeah I was just like, I, I don't know, I just thought it was just hilarious, you know. Mm -hmm. Just the, the look on his face was like, but when we first started driving, we had a little bit of a conflict with uh, uh, accent. His accent was real thick. Mm -hmm. But after a couple of weeks, it was fine. He, you know, you get used to it. But I was like, see, it's it's almost like, an ex for me, this is like an extension. I'm a sleeper driver. I go across country. I drive with different people all the time. But when I get a co-driver, it usually lasts six months. Now, Damien, Damien was from Jamaica, so I got to hear stories about Jamaica and what it was like and what the food was like, mm -hmm. and I got to hear his side of what the world looked like, and that's kind of what you're doing, except it's more unique type of events. Yeah, kind of crazy and, stuff, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I like. It's like, I like hearing about how, well, not necessarily, you know, how somebody got hit by lightning or, or attacked by pirates or anything like that, I mean, but, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's not what you look for, but because who would ever imagine such things actually happening? But it right. does happen. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily enjoy the fact that whatever happened to this person happened to them, but yet it's still, to hear them talk about it, it's a really intriguing thing to listen to. Well, I think for me, the thing that I like the best is the fact that they survived it, they got through it, and they dealt with it. And then sometimes, you know, they'll they'll tell you how they how they deal with it on a daily basis, or they're still working through it. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that they say, "Hey, you know, I'm working through this thing." You know, you get that sense. It's like you know, it didn't just happen and it's over, and I'm not, you know, I, I have to deal with this the rest of my life. I'll think about this once in a while. You know, and I like that they're not cut and dry. There isn't like this storybook ending per se. It's a real life ending, right? And the way they and you have a sense of. I don't know, you're just really calm, kind of mellow. And like you said, you have a way of just letting them, you know, just like, just come in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. letting them come into your world because it's your channel, your show, your world. But it's almost like they're taking over for a little bit. But it's not a, it's very empathic. You know, it's a very empathic thing you got going on. Yeah. I really like that. Well, when they're talking about this stuff, I, you know, by nature, I picture myself if I were in their shoes, if it had happened to me. And that, I mean, the, the current episode, the newest episode that just came out is with a young lady who was attacked by a couple of dogs. And she lost both ears and her nose and her lips. And, I mean, she almost died. She, she had to be resuscitated four different times once she got to the hospital, but I mean, she's completely disfigured and I just can't help but think, man, that, you know, 
that could happen. It could have happened to anybody. She was just going to a dog sit for these people. And as uh, soon as she walked in the door, they were on her and there was nothing she could do. And, but yet she is so positive And so this happened just about a year ago and she's had 18 surgeries, still a ton of surgeries left to go. But yet her positive outlook is just so inspirational. That's what people love about this. They'll go on the Facebook group and say, man, I can't believe Jacqueline, how, what a great outlook she has. And, and so we've taken something terrible and yet people are saying, man, this is so great. Um, just to listen to her talk about it. Yeah. Because if you were to hear that story on the news, that's a perfect example. If you hear that story on the news, you would hear like a 30 second clip if you were lucky and you would never get a resolution and how well she did afterwards. And the fact that, you know, you would think that it was just, that was it. There was nothing more to it. But, you know, this is a real-life human being that went through a real-life thing. Mm -hmm. And the story isn't 30 seconds. The story is the rest of her life. And I like the fact that, you know, she can, you get follow-up. She she gets to, you know, she gets to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Maybe it'll help somebody else that goes through something like that. Yeah, You know, it's, it's it isn't just 30 seconds. The news and the media... Is thirty seconds, you know. If you want for like for your show, if you want fake thirty second clips with no emotion, go to the local mainstream media. If you want raw emotional feelings with real people, then you come to a podcast and a yeah. podcast like yours. And it's amazing to me that more podcasts aren't doing that. The real life stuff, you know, we've been glossed over and programmed by these fake sh mainstream shows. That people are forgotten what it's like to be real, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, or they or they they picture reality TV, which is in itself scripted. It's not really reality, but yeah, this is this is about as close to real life as you can get. And in, in yeah, fact, for a lot of them, I include the actual nine one one audio, you know, for the that the person made from the scene, or if somebody was uh, you know a witness to something or whatever and they're they're seeing wow this is happening i gotta call 911 we play that audio from that call the actual call right you know right in the middle of you know as they're telling the story so you can hear it kind of puts you right there at the scene when you do that i like that i like i like that extra touch you do with that you know and it's just, it's some of the stuff you got it's amazing you can get the people are ready to talk about it mm-hmm you know, like the, the girl with the, you know, getting eaten by the dogs. I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, this is just a, you know, she's doing a part-time job, you know, just a, you know, thing. And, and then this traumatic thing it's literally changed her entire life. This one moment. Right. How yeah, old was that? How old, how old is she? She's uh, 22, 23. Oh. oh, my goodness. Yeah. For such a young person to, to, to go through something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't even imagine, you know, the, you know, especially for a girl, because, you know, like, guy, you get a few scars here and there. It's, you know, you just suck it up. It's not a big deal. I mean, it, yeah, it is, you, but it You might isn't. think so, but this was, uh, these were two pretty big dogs. And, uh, and but, but yeah, to your point, she is already, uh, you know, she was a rather petite person. She didn't have a chance. I mean, her glasses got knocked off and she, she couldn't really even defend herself. Um, they were just, they were just both. And you know how when, when dogs are like that, they kind of feed off of each other's energy and they just, it was just nonstop. So until, until the, 
police could get in and, and rescue her. So. Did they ever figure out what set the dogs off? Um, no, it was just, I think they were just defending their territory because there was nobody home and she was just going in the front door to, and she'd already met the dogs. She had went and visited w- with them, with the owners, you know, prior to this and everything seemed fine. But I guess the dynamic is different when the dogs are at home by themselves and this strange person just walks through the door, um, you know, that, that set them off. Jeez. That's scary. That's mm-hmm. scary stuff. I, I just can't even imagine, you know, thank goodness she made it through and, and you know, she's all right. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I just can't even imagine it. But some of the stories you have are just, I mean, you have a lot of, I don't see anything here that's, that's like the same story twice. I mean, it is literally <laughs> like everything is, it's different. Well, I try to make everyone different and I also don't, I don't do any paranormal because every story that I do, I verify the fact that it all, that it actually happened. And of course with, you know, with paranormal stuff, you can't verify anything. How do you prove somebody saw a ghost or something, you know? So yeah, I check out the details, either police report or the 911 audio or news article that's online or, you know, stuff like that. So I, I verify everything and, um, and, uh, but I, I find people all over the place. I found a guy on Reddit that, uh, was talking about something and actually that was, that's probably the strangest story that I've ever covered. I don't know if you've heard this one or not yet as you're going through it. It's the episode that's called shiny ate his own foot. Have you heard that one? No, I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that one up just before dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely the most unusual one I've done so far, anyway. And um, I mean, I can tell you the basics of it. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but wow! I, I just you know you know I was just thinking about something and I hadn't thought about it. Now you said you don't do any paranormal normal stuff, right? And I right. and I didn't think about it. But I, and I, I think that's a wise decision on your part because if you would have did paranormal stuff, I think it would take away the credibility of the real stories. Right. And there's a lot of podcasts doing paranormal stories anyway. You know, if people want that, they can certainly find it everywhere. But no, this is this is all real stuff. Yeah, that's what I think. I hadn't thought about it, but that makes sense to me why you wouldn't do it because, you know, you're, you're dealing with what's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also try to, I don't really do any stories that are primarily medical related, you know, because I mean, so many people have a story that, you know, five years ago I was diagnosed with this really rare disease and they said, I've only got a month to live. And here it is five months later, I made it through. And I mean, I'm not to take away the, how traumatic it was for them to go through that whole thing, but there's just, it's just not unusual enough for me. You know, well, I would imagine that with a lot of that kind of stuff, you the story could get lost in the details too, because they're going to use a lot of language. You know, yeah, the medical language that that it doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. Like I have a friend who's going through some stuff, and I'm like, dude, just tell me the basics. Don't don't give me the details because it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, you know, with the surgeries, I said, are you going to be okay or not? If you need any help, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. 
And I think but, that's how a lot of people would react to a lot of these things. You know, you, you, they're in the hospital, they come out, they try to get better, and then now they relapse and they go back in. And it, there's just not, um, it's not the kind of story that you're on the edge of your seat and wanting to hear what happened next, you know? No, because it's like, I don't know. You know, like if you bring up some obscure medical thing, it doesn't mean anything. I don't have a reference for it. I have nothing to judge it by. Right. But if you tell me you fell off a cliff, I know what a cliff looks like, and I mm -hmm. can imagine, you know, what that would be like. And I've done that or, story too. <laughs> I saw it. That's what it made me think of it. I haven't <laughs> heard that one yet, but you know, or uh, uh, well, here's one that's going to hit home for me: the uh, the girl that laid down on the railroad tracks. I assume that's a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have a. I have a, as we were kids, uh, that one's going to hit hard. Uh, after I went into the army, a friend sat down on the tracks on his way home and fell asleep, and, well, that was the end of him. Hmm. Unfortunately, well, he did, he wasn't able to tell his story after that. Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, This in this case, the, the, the story with that woman is uh, she was extremely depressed and, and suicidal. That was her plan uh, for suicide. Uh, <sighs> but somebody found her and... She's happy that she didn't. She wasn't successful. I think another one I'm looking forward to is Ray went from 500 pounds to an ultra runner. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one too. Because, uh, well, you know, I mean, let's face it, we all could lose a, a few pounds, especially as drivers, because mm -hmm. we, you know, we drive too much, and uh, I think that would be interesting. Another one that's close. I wasn't hit by lightning, but I had some land about 10 feet away from me. Mm. So, and that was enough to send. The hairs in the back of my head up so i'm looking forward to that but i can't even imagine something like that happening yeah well and most people yeah. if they if it's a direct strike by lightning most people don't survive yeah i, I can't imagine well with, with me it was in the army and i walked back in i was a radio operator so i walked back in the signal truck i took the metal chair and i threw it out the door and i sat on a rubber mat and then, because I was changing the generators, I fell back on the generator set. Mm. And I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, thank goodness, I'll just sit it out in here. And then I smelled smoke, and I was like, oh, no. The oil rag that I had in my pocket caught on fire from when I fell backwards on the exhaust. Mm. And I was like, well, I, I didn't realize what had happened. All I know is that my pants were on fire. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, really? Really? You know? And I mean, but that's not dramatic. That's just annoying. You know, it was the, you know, the next day, so why are you out of uniform? Why is it? Because the lightning hit, my pants caught on fire. What? Yeah, they, they'd look at you like you're crazy with stuff like that. You know, here's one that's interesting. I'm looking down the list. Jen is a professional bridesmaid. Yeah, that was another one, uh, like, you know, an, an unusual job episode. And that's what she does. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a real job. Yeah. She's self-employed. She's been doing it for years that, uh, you know, if, and it's, it was surprising to me, but apparently a lot of brides don't necessarily have a best friend or a lot of friends that they would call on to be their maid of honor or one of their bridesmaids. And so they can hire Jen to do that. She, they, they, they get together, make up a backstory like we met in grade school or we've grown up together or whatever. And um, she comes in for the weekend, and she's, you know, their best friends. She does a speech. She helps everybody at the wedding if they need, if they need help. She, you know, she's up there during the wedding. She dances at the reception, and 
Um, and then, and then she leaves. And the only person that knows she's hired to be there is the bride. I, I would have never guessed. I would have never known that <laughs> right. was the thing. It's a real job. I had no, and she makes pretty I had good no money idea. at it too. Wow. That's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I would have never known. I, I, maybe I can get a job as a professional bridesmaid. Maybe. No, I don't think I have the looks Probably for not. it. I don't, have the, I don't have the curse for it. A professional groomsman. There you go. Oh well, I, I would definitely at this age now. I would make the, uh, I would make the, uh, the 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 groom look good. <laughs> if you go in comparison, but you know what? It, it's I would have never known that. That's mm-hmm. amazing to me. So I would fall. You know, I would say the Wingmobile, that one, and then there's a few others. I would say that those are positive images because yeah. people want a traditional. Like she, you know, she wants a professional. She wants a, you know, she wants a traditional wedding, and she doesn't have someone to fill in, or maybe she has friends that. You know, being a bridesmaid costs a little too much. She doesn't want to embarrass him by, you know, putting that burden on him. So right. why not? I'm sure there's a thousand different reasons why. Yeah, there's all kinds of different reasons. Service. I just, I just never dawned on me. Or this one's hardcore. Justin met his birth mother. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was one of the early ones. Um, yeah. yeah, he was adopted and never knew, and I mean, he never found his his mother. And, uh, and then they, they started, they were actually, I think they were looking for each other. This was one of the really early episodes and he just remembers coming out or uh, he's about to go into work and he gets a text message and it's from someone who says, I think you've been looking for me. And, uh, <laughs> you listen to that episode, you'll get chills when he, when he tells that story. It's, it's pretty incredible. Is it, I mean, that's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and to, and to not even know it's coming and be like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you got to be you got to wonder. You know, you know, I guess you know, you, there's so many things. I would imagine there's so many things. See, a lot of these stories, there's so many things going through your head. Like, you know, maybe you're sad, or you're, or you're just, you know, you're distraught, or or maybe you're happy, or I mean, it's all of these conflicting emotions. If you when you get in. To some of these stories that it's like you don't even know what to think mm-hmm. you know it's like it's just, you gotta take it in and that's why i think sometimes you might have to stop you might have to stop take a deep breath and go back in because some of your stories are not things that you know you can't just listen to them and throw them off like it's some written script by you know some drama on tv you know this is some this is real life stuff from real people and when you hear real life stuff from real people it, it's you can just you can feel the emotion coming through and quite often it's the kind yeah, of story that when when you hear it then later on when you think about it you know where you were when you heard that story because it was such a visual uh, such a an emotionally impactful thing uh that yeah man i was i remember when i heard that story the first time and some some of my listeners listen to the story the, the same story more than once you know, because you get different details, you, you just remember things, and you know the second time you hear it, maybe. But I mean, it'll take you a long time to if you're gonna you got to go through all of them, you know, 130 episodes, and then to go through them again. But some people do that; they go back. A lot of people f- discover my show, and they'll just go back and start at the beginning and just download and you know listen to the whole back catalog because they're you know they're not um, time sensitive. It's it's what's called evergreen content, and um, 
you know, it's not like a news show that uh, the news is outdated, you know, a few days or a week later. These stories, well, I every, think, everybody loves a good story. Well, I think I think that's just it, though. It's like, you know, and, and of course not every story is going to be for everybody because some things may hit home, like the birth mother thing. If somebody's been adopted, that might be a little too emotional for them. Mm-hmm. And they might have to come back later, but it's inspirational to find out if that's what they're looking for, they can find it. But I think that, you know, when listening to these people, you know, it, it made me, my first thought was, wow, I've been, uh, you know, desensitized by the, I keep going off about mainstream media, but I've been desensitized by the mainstream media. It's like, you know, it's like they put a loudness filter on everything and everything is at a, just a certain level and you don't, you know, you just, it's like not real. You know what I mean? Like one time I was listening to NPR and it was over in, you know, they were over in China and there was a big earthquake and the house, this house crashed and a woman had just left for work. And then she turned around and ran back to the house because it was an earthquake hit. And I don't speak Chinese, but you could feel the raw emotion coming through. Mm-hmm from this woman because the house had collapsed with her mother and her son inside and she had just left the house and it's that kind of thing it's like you don't necessarily have to you know you just you just you can feel it you know it's real yeah you know real things and like i said i can imagine some of the stories are you know might be a little hard for for people to listen to because they are so true yeah yeah and but that's that's okay. That's the kind of content I want to hear, and so hopefully, people can find it and and enjoy it like like everybody else does. Yeah, I like it. I mean, uh, I'm definitely I subscribed and I'm going to listen. But and I'm going to listen when I'm in the middle of nowhere, driving across you know North Dakota, South Dakota, whatever, and uh, you know that's where I'm going to listen to it because I don't want those distractions from traffic and you know all the people around me. I want to listen it. You know, two, three in the morning when there's nothing around me. Yeah, and it helps the it helps the time go by faster. Yeah, because I met, I did notice. You know, I listened to a couple, and it's just like it was like, you know, I went through this. You know, I went through, and it was like, oh, oh wow. You know, I just where'd the time go? Plus, but then I had to stop. You know, and you want to reflect, and you want to, you know, it's. You know, you're gonna you're gonna want to think about these a little bit. You know, quite a few of these. You're not. This yeah, isn't can, just listen it, and throw away. It takes some time to to process. You know, like like what what did I just hear? Yeah, see, that's what I like about it, and I like your style because it's very. I get this real big empathy thing going on when you're talking to people. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's you know, it's like the, I don't know, they feel a little bit. I don't know. You help them. You help them get their story up without steering the direction of the story. Yeah, yeah, because it's their story. I want to kind of stay yeah. out of it as much as I can. I mean, I try to steer the conversation so it doesn't go completely off the rails or, you know, down a rabbit trail and stuff that doesn't doesn't isn't related to the story. But for the most part, I just get them started and and let them go. Yeah. See, I think that's what. It, I think that's the magic of, of, of you as a host on, on, on the genre. The, or it's not even a genre, but what you've decided to do. Now, drivers, if you are out there and you got a crazy story, call Scott. Yeah. You know? you, actually, there's a, there's a form on the website that if somebody has a story that they think would be a good fit for the show, uh, they can click 
go to the website. The website is whatwasthatlike.com, and just uh, click on the link where it says to submit your story. Uh, and I read every one. I get a ton of them, so I, I can't necessarily say I, I would respond to everyone, but I, I definitely read all of them. And if it's a good fit, we'll make it happen. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes. Okay. I think if you if you have if you're out there and you got a story and you want to tell your story and you need someone to listen with no judgment, this is the way to go. You know, if you want to get something off your chest or something crazy that's burdened you or something you've run across that you just, you know, you just don't think anybody would ever understand. Well, there's billions of people on the planet. Somebody's going to understand. For sure. You know, somebody out there has probably, you know, been through it. You know, like the guy who got hit by lightning. There's not, it hardly happens, but there's a few out there. Mm -hmm. So you can share what happened. You can, you know, maybe you can learn something from others. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, it's just shocking to me. Well, Scott, well, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and we'll call it a wrap right there. We're at 50 minutes. and uh, But thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. And I Absolutely. like what you're doing. I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, having me on and um, getting the stories out there. Yeah, I just I just love it. It's, uh, But, you know, like for drivers, drivers are big, huge podcast listeners. And I think they want... Drivers want real stories from real people. Well, if that's what they want, now they've found it. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and end the show there. And uh, uh, all right. Thanks for coming on, Scott. All right. I appreciate it.